What have you witnessed someone do that made you realize he or she is really, really smart? My wife's grandfather. He's a retired electrical engineer with a dozen patents to his name and a long list of recognitions I can't be bothered to remember or name. I always knew he was brilliant, but never realized just how, until one day last year when we were visiting and he got a phone call. Keep in mind he's been retired for 20 years and is 86 years old. The phone call was from an electrical engineering firm from halfway across the globe, asking if they could fly him out to a site and have him consult on the energy capture of a hydroelectric dam they were building. They'd run into the problem that none of them, all electrical engineers, could solve. They had consulted three of the top-related university departments in the US on the issue, and the last one had referred them to him. Twenty minutes on the phone and he agreed to think about it. Two days later, he had solved their issue and written the solution on a single 8x11 sheet of paper, which he scanned and emailed to the company. He said he took so long to write it up because he didn't want to have to fly all the way there at his age. His explanation was so clear I was able to understand it and follow it with no relevant higher education. I spent a year trying to track down an intermittent issue on my car. An older gentleman on the forum had suggested a likely cause, but I disregarded it as the parts had been replaced. Sure enough, he was right, and I managed to follow from that to find the other half of the problem. I'd had a mechanic look at it, I'd spent hours tearing my hair out trying to fix it. Nothing worked prior to that. Respect your elders, folks. One time, my drunk uncle was in jail and needed bail money. And being that my dad was the only one in the family with any real savings, they all looked to him to fork up 100% of the cash. Having been asked, he realized this situation had two possible outcomes. One, pay for his bail and never get the money back. Two, not pay for the bail and have the whole family blame him for it. So my dad decided to throw them a curveball. He told them that whatever the rest of the family raised for the bail, he had not only matched it, he had offered double what they'd raised together. Nobody offered one cent. Blame averted. I'm quite amused by how funny everyone else has found this. I'm going to tell my dad about this later. He'll think it's hilarious too. Depending on how high the bail was, I do understand this. And what a great way to avoid sanctimonious judgment from the other family cheapskates. Sorry, drunk brother. Have a fun night in the clinker. My husband and I aren't sophisticated. At night, we wind down by watching Family Guy, etc. Although it's worthy to note, he watches shows about how anything is made or done, etc. He drinks a beer at night after work and loves his old favorite shirt, this flannel with holes in it. Anyway, we're at my in-law's place where everyone we're possibly connected to are there. A quiz show comes on, and it seems like a good idea to do trivia in partners. I say yes, knowing that we're up against professors, doctors, and hospital directors, and we're going down. Not only did my husband answer all the questions first and correct, he beat everyone. It all came to an end when he chugged his beer and burped really loud. My husband is successful in his field, especially with numbers and measurement types of things, but I never realized how much information he retains. I just kind of thought he was smart about the industry he worked in. My old roommate George is one of my best friends. He's one of the dumbest people I've ever met. We both ordered Chinese food one night and got the same thing. General So's chicken combo with pork fried rice and an egg roll. We both got Cokes. We were both walking back from the takeout place, getting a little giddy about eating our food back at our place. We sit at the table and he opens the bag. His face grows stern as his brow furrows. Uh, which one is mine? What? Like which meal? He continued as he looked up at me. Bro, we got the same food, whichever one you want. I know, but like, which one is mine? The conversation went on for about five more minutes before I just took my meal and we watched Adventure Time. Oh no, frick, I misread the title. I'm going to leave my post here anyway. Here's my other George story. 
George always tries to give something up for Lent because God is always watching. He told me once after he took a hit from his bowl, one year it was beer, another it was only skipping class once a week instead of three times. He lasted maybe three days on that one. One year he gave up KFC. We lived about a block away from a KFC slash Taco Bell, which he frequented about as much as he got high. Anyway, no KFC for 40 days or God will smite him. Bro, I want to do it to prove myself, you know? So I gave up whiskey and vodka to make it a team effort. We're in it together, type of deal. The next day I come home after class and see him laying on the couch like Kate Winslet in Titanic, with his shirt off, gouging into a box of fricking Popeye's fried chicken from a block the other direction. He saw how disappointed I was. But I'm still good, dude. It's Popeye's, see? He said, wiping the grease from his face with his sock. I had a teacher in high school that using both hands could write a sentence starting from the beginning and end simultaneously. He even split the middle word of the sentence. He also spoke around five languages. What. The. Frick. A witch! Obviously. Older brother always was terrible at school. I remember him straight up asking why he needed to graduate high school and then again in college. He accepted a low-level job after graduation in marketing that ultimately fell apart due to the company executives screwing up big time. During all of it, he was somehow able to keep a small client and within seven months of working was promoted to their executive marketing director, making six figures. Now he has multiple clients on the side and is always scheming something up. Dude is as hard-headed as they come, but nonetheless a darn marketing genius. Blows my mind how far he's come. I was once in Chinatown, and I saw this old Chinese guy with a bunch of groceries. He had tied the bags together by the handle and slung them over his shoulder. He looked ridiculous. The next week, I was struggling with a lot of groceries, and I remembered the old Chinese guy. Stopped on the sidewalk, tied all my bags together, and walked home like the unencumbered dork I became that day. When my friend, who is a prodigy at school and everything he does, chose to go to a music college to learn piano jazz, when he could have been a neurosurgeon or an astronaut. While I knew he was smart before, that made me realize that apart from being good at memorizing stuff, he could also realize that good grades don't mean you can be a doctor or a scientist. They mean you can do whatever you want, prestigious or not, and that he could see what would make him the happiest. In my book, he went from a smart student to one of the great minds I've ever talked to. Carpe diem, jazz genius, good for you. We should all aspire to do the career that makes us happy. There's even the old cliche about it meaning we never have to work a day in our lives. Which is debatable, by the way. Finally, something I can contribute to. Back in college, I had three roommates, an engineer major, pre-med, and pharmacy major. Let's call him Ray. Ray met his girlfriend freshman year, and they dated throughout undergrad and Farm D school. Our school had an intense pharmacy program, and we see students working and studying their butts off. Ray's girlfriend always set up these study groups and invited Ray. But Ray never attended and would lie to his girlfriend that he was studying on his own. The roommates and I know what's up. Ray was always in his room playing video games, watching TV, movies. The guy never talked about class, but he attended every session and lab. Every midterm he took, he aced, and that really teed off his girlfriend and pharmacy friends. The crowning moment that I knew this guy was a genius happened during sophomore year spring finals. I was up late studying, and Ray was on his computer playing Counter-Strike. He suddenly got up, went to his closet, pulled out one of his textbooks, took off the shrink wrap, and looked at a page, put the book back in the closet, and resumed playing Counter-Strike. I was like, dude, what the frick? He said he had a final in the morning and forgot a compound formula and had to look it up. I lived with this guy for another two years and he never studied and textbooks were still shrink-wrapped up. 
Not a person, but my parents' old dog. My mum could get bones from the butcher shop for their dog. They were long enough that the dog couldn't get all the marrow out of the center. The dog figured out that only my stepdad's truck was heavy enough to break them after experimenting with the other vehicles at the house. There was usually a bone in the same spot in the driveway every time I went home. This reminds me of crows dropping nuts on crosswalks. Or the guy who created a machine that would dispense a peanut when a coin was put in and trained the crows to do so. The crows left and bought him a crap ton of loose change. I knew two guys in undergraduate who would play mental chess. As they'd passed in the hall, one of them would say, Knight to Queen 3, or whatever. The other guy would roll back his eyes for a second and then nod to acknowledge the move. Both guys then kept walking in opposite directions. Later that day, when they passed again, the second guy would declare his counter move. A game could last days, and they never forgot where any of their pieces were. Each had a mental image of the board. Sure, they might have been faking, but these guys were always first and second place on the Dean's Honor List for all three years of my undergraduate. I knew them pretty well. I think the mental chess was legit. Uh, Most really good players can do this. Once someone becomes familiar enough with the game, it becomes a lot easier to recognize the patterns. Of course, intelligence is required and advantageous to get good at chess. It's true. They did a study where they had master and up-level players look at chess positions that had been arrived at by an actual game for a few seconds and then try and recreate the board from memory. They all did phenomenally well and for the most part could always recreate the board. Then they did the same thing with non-chess players and they weren't nearly as good. Then they did the same thing with randomly generated board positions that hadn't been arrived at by a game. The masters were still better at recreation, But the gap had significantly narrowed, and they no longer recreated them with 100% accuracy. I was at my desk waiting to make a purchase over the phone, and I mentioned to a co-worker that I always have to pull my credit card out. I should have this number memorized by now. Another co-worker overheard that and said, I know your visa number, and spit it right out. After I got off the phone, I asked him, what the frick? He said he heard me say it a couple of weeks earlier. Numbers just stick with him that way. I always knew he was a very bright guy, but that took it up a notch. I'd ask him very politely not to ruin your life. I envy people with this sort of eidetic memory so much. I would never forget my many passwords again. Small ambitions, people. Sitting in a best friend's apartment on the East Coast in the mid-1980s. He's working on some code on a prototype Unix workstation that MIPS had given him. He runs his program and it produces an answer, then runs it again and produces a different answer, thinks about it for a minute and pronounces, the CPU is broken. Right, the CPU is broken. Never heard that one before. Has it occurred to you that, yes, it had occurred to him, went through three or four scenarios, then he pulled out the machine level debugger and started stepping through the code. Look, right there, the flags weren't updated right in this instruction. Ah, yeah, whatever. He sends an email on the brand new internet to MIPS, gets a response the next day. Oh, you have that CPU. We verified your issue. We will put a replacement in the mail promptly. His CPU was broken. 30 minutes from diagnosis to request to repair. For the layman, coding and debugging can be quite complex, seeing as the process is essentially many different moving components working at the same time. When a bug occurs, such as getting different outputs from the same input as the guy above described, as a coder, you assume 99% of the bugs arise from the code, since it's often very prone to failure. If it's not a code problem, then you blame the compiler, or perhaps the operating system you're working on, or a mixture of the OS, the compiler, and the code. 
Very rarely do you blame the hardware because it's simply very rare for hardware problems to affect the output of a piece of code without it being seemingly obvious that it's a hardware problem, like in this case. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thus, the fact that this guy's friend was capable of deducing that the CPU was having problems with whatever specific Unix workstation he is working with by only analyzing the inputs and outputs of a piece of code is very impressive. When you sit down for a meeting for work where you're trying to solve a big problem and someone can say, that's the wrong question, you need to be asking. People who can say that generally understand the bigger question and all the various variables and factors in play and how everything fits together. It's some next-level action to watch the entire room go, Wow, we're looking at trees and that guy's looking at the forest. I accidentally got a promotion literally yesterday doing something like this. I'm a contract attorney doing doc review and randomly get an email saying they're going to bring in 20% of people for conversations. I immediately crap my pants and assume I'm in trouble. My initial reaction is, Well, crap, if I had more frequent feedback, I could code documents accurately with better consistency. Sort of pack a parachute for if they ask why I'm screwing up. Turns out the meeting is just a sample of people they want to ask about how management was doing. If we had the right tools, if we had too many meetings, if we needed something. Blah, blah. Basically just getting feedback about how the project is going. Since I already have my previous excuse on deck, I just sort of blurt it out. The dude seems really interested and takes a bunch of notes. Fast forward to yesterday. I get an email saying they want another meeting. They made me a freaking quality control team leader reviewing and managing a group of like 15 people because apparently I have such a deep insight into the importance of quality feedback in maintaining consistency. In conclusion, in a panicky attempt to push blame aside, I cheat-coded the right set of buzzwords to finagle a promotion I have no business having. Anybody who can explain highly complex things very simply. It takes an intelligent person to understand it, but it takes a brilliant person to grasp it so fully they can dumb it down to explain it to anybody. I think it was Feynman who tried to write an introductory textbook on some obscure topic and concluded that more research was needed because he was unable to explain the topic simply enough. David Goodstein asked him to explain the spin statistics theorem in an undergraduate lecturer in the 1960s and 70s. Sizing up his audience perfectly, Feynman says, 
I'll prepare a freshman lecture on it. But he comes back a few days later to say, I couldn't do it. I couldn't reduce it to the freshman level. That means we don't really understand it. This seems to have motivated his 1986 Dirac lecture on spin statistics theorem. I feel like this gives me good cause to blame all teachers in my life for simply not being intelligent enough to explain the subject to me in a way that I understand. Actually, maybe this is a dangerous excuse to give to the less intelligent among us. A kid in second grade already knew algebra. Everyone knew he was smart. For April Fool's Day that year, our teacher decided to be cute and give us a pop quiz, so she went to the eighth grade class and asked for an algebra test, made copies and handed them out to us. Some of the kids were freaking out, and the teacher assured us that we had already went over this. So she left the room and some of the kids are crying. She came back in after a few minutes and said that it was a joke, but she graded the tests anyway. The smart kid scored an 18 out of 20. My dad had a business trip in Seattle that I tagged along on so I could see a soccer match and explore the city. He invited me to go to the research hospital with him one day, and I agreed. They were working on testing some type of cardiovascular tool on a cadaver that they would stimulate blood flow into test. Seeing my dad, who didn't go to college, barely graduated from high school and lived on welfare with a single mum, and who knocked up a teenage girl when he was a teenager himself, perform surgery on a cadaver using a tool he invented that could potentially save thousands of lives, blew my mind. He had hundreds of patents on devices. I got surgery three years ago, and my shoulder surgeon used a tool he invented in the 90s. He's an incredibly smart and hardworking man who got just the right amount of luck to get him where he is today. I like it when you meet someone whose English is imperfect, but you realize they're very intelligent and are able to explain their thoughts. I remember once meeting a Japanese archaeologist who wasn't the best English speaker, but when he explained his research to me, it was absolutely fascinating. There was this dude I worked with ages ago who emigrated from China. The higher-ups would get pretty frustrated with him because he was constantly coming up with clever ideas and interesting new ways to do things, but they just wanted to keep the status quo. Some ideas were decent, Others likely were brilliant. Anyhow, his spoken English was downright brutal. His written English was perfectly fine, though. Eventually, he left, probably out of frustration. Got to plug my dad here. Had some friends over, and just to mess around, we asked him the definition of random words in the dictionary. We opened it to the eyes and asked the question of 10 to 12 letter, 3 to 4 syllable words. Not only did he nail all of them, but most definitions were verbatim. When he got to the 10th word, he goes... The verb or the noun, and we lost our crap. It was seriously ridiculous. We were freshmen in high school and could hardly pronounce the words we'd picked. Turns out he read the whole dictionary over the summer when he was 16 and bored. Guy is still the smartest person I've ever met. Wife is smart. Like six languages, fluently smart without breaking a sweat. Has never not done well in school, always gets promoted, etc, etc. But no one in my family saw this because she's an introvert and tries to keep herself dumb so people get her and like her. My family and I are smart. She's next level up. So after we got engaged, family had a get-together. As in cousins, friends, lots of people. As usual, we played some group games. She was reluctant, but I pulled her aside and asked her to try and fit in. She obliged, but was annoyed with me. Started with Pictionary. She schooled everyone in the room. Moved to a bunch of card games with a single deck. Counted cards, knew everyone else's decks, etc. Quiz board game, knew all the answers. Over and over again, she was dominant to the point of silencing my family. It was unnerving for me. A few weeks later, when we visited her family, oh, we don't play games with our daughter. She plays to decimate the competition. 
I wonder if this person's wife went on to be their family's favorite child, as is often the case with partners. Could go either way after that thrashing. Aziz, a 10-year-old orphan boy in the village of Burkino Faso, built his own ukulele. I would play my ukulele at night for children, and one day he came, so excited to show me the ukulele he built so that he could play with me. He built it with an aluminium can, a wooden board, and two pieces of metal wire to have enough tension that it played a note when plucked. Granted, you could only play the one note, but I was so impressed with him. Made it that much sadder knowing he would never go to school and that I had to leave him behind. Found out my little brother, age 12, has a legit photographic memory. He's a big Lord of the Rings fan and knows an abnormal amount about the series. Whenever he answers questions about it, he looks and squints a bit. I ask him about it and it turns out he's just reading the book in his head. He can even jump to random page numbers. He also knows a ridiculous amount of world history. I go to him when I need help with that. Sadly, he's adopted and we don't share the same genes. Lawyer arguing in front of the Supreme Court. He cites something from a law book, stating it can be found on page 84, and one of the justices motions to a clerk to get the book. The justice receives the book and tells the lawyer that no such thing is found on page 84. The lawyer responds, Perhaps your honor's edition is incorrectly paginated. It was. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.